glad you're all here. I'm Pastor Paul. It's my beautiful wife, Elizabeth. We're so thankful. And I just want to tell you that you are highly favored and blessed. If you've chosen Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've asked him to come into your heart. And if you're following him, getting in his word and following him, I want you to know that scripture from Deuteronomy that says that you are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You are blessed in the city and blessed in the country. That the work of your hands will be blessed. So I want to encourage you. You are a blessing. You are beautifully made. God has made you on purpose. And you are here in this church in all good today on purpose. And the Lord is trying to talk to you. He wants to soften your heart as you look at our vision is to be a loving family that seeks to be transformed. We are here to have our minds, our hearts, our spirits transformed. Um, because unfortunately, the world sometimes has a way of getting a hold of us. And it is so important that we be transformed. So as we continue on what we've been studying over the last few weeks, which is from Exodus, the children of Israel leaving Egypt. It's time, church, to leave Egypt. The stuff that you've had in your past, these hang-ups, these challenges, these fights that you've had, it's time to leave. God has promised us the promised land, this side of heaven. He has promised us an abundant life here on earth that we would have on earth as it is in heaven. We don't have to wait for heaven. If you're living a life of torture and torment, I'm thinking, if I could just get to heaven, it's going to be better. No, God wants to impact your life now. He wants to give you a taste of what's coming. We can only get a taste. We are not in heaven, but the Lord is desiring to move in your life. So it's time to leave Egypt. You may be bound up in chains. You may be just dealing with stuff that you can't get free of. Well, it's time to get free. Enough's enough. Can anybody say that? Enough's enough? Do you mean it? Because in order to get to the promised land, you have to leave Egypt. You can't have them both. You have to leave. And if you remember, the children of Israel got delivered from slavery, got delivered from a terrible life, 400 years of oppression. And it wasn't just but a couple days they started fussing, saying, man, I'd like to go back. It's so easy to fall back. We're not falling back. So now, as we have just kind of battled through, one way of we started looking at how to walk with the Lord. As long as the children of Israel walked with the Lord, they walked in power. They walked with a cloud to protect them from the heat during the day and fire by night to be able to see. And when God didn't want them to move, that fire didn't move. That cloud didn't move. But when God wanted them to move, the cloud moved. Now, wouldn't that be clear? Hey, we know to move when the cloud moves. Do you know God wants to move in your life that clearly? There's no reason for it to be completely, we just stumble into God's blessing. No, God never, incur, no, never uh, uh, intended for us to stumble into his blessing. He gave us a clear path. I believe that if, we are, if you remember how to walk with the Lord from last week, I know I'm going very fast on my recap, to walk with the Lord, walk in the word, walk in the spirit, and walk in the body. When we are walking in all three, do you know if you miss one, you're, you're not getting it all? If you miss one, how many of you know that if you're just walking in the Word without the Spirit, sometimes we mess up the Word? Anybody here ever taken a scripture out of context? 
Anybody here ever had someone give you a scripture that was brought out of context? The Holy Spirit will straighten that out. He'll say, whoa, 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 whoa. My scripture is good, but the way you're about to use it is wrong. Same thing with the body. How many times um, are we trying to do things on our own and not receive any help and we can't get breakthrough? But the second we start to reach out to one another, we start to get that breakthrough. It takes all three. God gave us all three, the word, the spirit, and the body. We've got to get connected. So now we've left Egypt. We're going to the promised land. And what's the problem with the promised land? There's enemies there. There's people already living there. So what are we going to do? Go live with those people? Let's dive right in. First thing I want to talk to you about. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm, mine moved, but yours didn't move. Savannah, <laughs> thank you. You've got to know your enemy. Have you ever tried to fight an enemy that you didn't know, but you just kept fighting, and it's like the duck that's waddling under the water? You know, he looks calm, but just working like crazy and not going anywhere. You know, I flew in a little uh, one-engine airplane one time with such a headwind that even though it said that we were going, I don't know, 80 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour, we were actually going backwards. The wind was blowing so hard that we were actually going backwards across the sky. It was kind of bizarre, but I felt like, you know what, I feel like that sometimes. My engine's wide open. We're running hard. The engine's working good, but we're going backwards. I don't want to be there. I want to be going forward. So it's so important that we know our enemy. Do you know Scripture will help define who the enemy is and how to identify them? So that when you show up and the enemy's in your camp, the Lord says, that one shouldn't be there. How many of you have things in your life that you don't know shouldn't be there? So many. Well, these things, these enemies, I'm going to show to you, I believe, maybe in your life that you need to get free of. Let's go to the next screen. Scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 7, it says, When the Lord, your God, brings you into the land which you go to possess and has cast out many nations before you, the Hittites, the Gergesites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. A lot of ites. Seven nations, now listen to this, greater and mightier than you. What does that tell you? On your own, you can't take them. They're bigger and stronger. They're more than you. You can't handle them on your own. Verse 2, and when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, so God delivers them, but then we have a part. We are to conquer them. Are you with me? When he delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor show mercy to them. As we examine these seven enemies that the Lord already says has delivered, I want to encourage you to keep focus on yourself. Don't be thinking, ooh, with that enemy, I know who needs help with that one. Yeah, my mother-in-law needs help with that one. Isn't it easy for us to apply it to somebody else? Man, my, my spouse could use that one, or my mom could use that one, or my boss. My boss has that problem. Don't do that. Focus on yourself. You got enough issues on your own. It says, don't even look at the speck in your brother's eye. Deal with the plank in your own. Things will go well for you. But as we look at these, I want you to 
I want to encourage you to kind of clear your mind and allow your mind to be transformed. In 1 Samuel, the next scripture, 1 Samuel chapter 17, it says, Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with the sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's. This battle that you have is God's battle, but you have to take him with you. When you go to face, we talked about in our Sunday school class this morning, in our young family Sunday school class, how important it is to pray before you battle. Pray before you battle. Bring God with you. How many of you have gotten into a challenge and realized, man, I can't get anywhere. Oops, I need to seek the Lord. Well, try seeking the Lord first. Matthew 6.33, a great way to start your day. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So we've got to seek God first, for the battle is the Lord, and when we take the Lord with us, he will give us, he will give this enemy into our hands. So let's start with the very first one. Next slide is the Hittite. The Hittite. One more. Here's our camp. We got things in our camp. We go into the first campground, and there is the Hittite. Now, you may say, where are you going with this? If you will take a Strong's Concordance and go and look up the Hebrew or the Greek meaning, if you go to the Old Testament, you look up the Hebrew meaning. If you go to the Greek, if you go to the New Testament, you go to the Greek meaning, and you can see some different um, interpretations, thank you, of that word. So, even, so if you were to even take... Uh, my name, Paul, you can go and look at the Greek of what that name means. And I, I want to say unfortunately or fortunately, it means small. <laughs> it means humble. It doesn't mean I'm humble. It means that's what my name means. <laughs> um, I have to work at humility, but it means small. Very important to know who you are. and who, It says that God named you. Your name is more important, more valuable than rubies. Your name. What does your name mean? Because it will enlighten you of who God's called you to be. Well, my parents, it doesn't matter. God named you. God named you on purpose. So when we go and look up the word Hittite, this word means fear and dread. Go do it yourself. I've got the numbers beside, these uh, four-digit numbers that will... Uh, um, point you right to, right in the Strong's Concordance, what the Hebrew means for Hittite. This, mean, this word means terror. It means anger. It means fear or intimidation. Now, we can take two different looks at this, but mainly we're going to look at the person that is administering terror. Not someone that's living under a spirit of fear, even though I believe that this is included. Because I want you to know our nation, our church, is, in, is engulfed in a spirit of fear. So when we show up, we give our heart to the Lord and we get back home. Right here we have this Hittite at home. Christians who have this enemy in their land has never learned to deal with their anger. Now I'm not here to step on your toes. I'm here to, to bring light to darkness. Um, I don't know what the stats are, but it's interesting that we've got NFL football. There was once a stat, and Elizabeth tells me it was wrong, but that usually at Super Bowl Sunday, there's a lot of spousal abuse that takes part. I want you to know that this spirit of anger must be driven out. It must be addressed. 
And I want you to know, I believe that everyone experiences some of it. I can tell you that I do. If I allowed myself to react like my flesh wants to react, my household would be, I, won't, I don't even want to say that I react perfectly every time. My children and my wife will tell you I don't. But it would be so much worse. But with the Spirit of God, you know the Spirit of God gives me self-control. That's not spirit control, that's self-control. The Spirit of God gives me self-control. My outburst is not God's fault, it's not even Satan's fault. It's my fault. I have self-control. Those of you that are struggling with anger, the Spirit of God will give you the tools to overcome that. And can I encourage you? It's not acceptable. It says don't marry with them, don't make a covenant with them, kill them. Now, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. I'm not telling you to go out here and kill somebody. I'm telling you that enemy of fear, that enemy that we use as intimidation. Do you know that intimidation, um, manipulation, intimidation, and domination are all witchcraft? This is a spirit that when we get free, we get home, and that thing is sitting there. The Lord says, I've already delivered it to you, but I'm empowering you to conquer it. Go conquer it and take it out, and don't marry with it. Don't let it stay. Don't make a covenant with it. Get it out. So many people are struggling with this issue. And if this is you, the first step is just to acknowledge it. You know, there's such breakthrough when someone can finally say, I have a problem with alcohol. I have a problem with pornography. I have a problem with lying. If you can ever come to that point of acknowledgement, I have a problem. Do you know what that statement is? It's humility. Do you know that God blesses the humble? God exalts the humble. He says that when you're weak, he'll kick in and make you strong. When you feel like you can't do it, you can't overcome your emotions, you can't overcome your outburst, when you admit, I'm about to have a problem, Lord God, I need help, do you know what happens? He helps. I want you to hear me just for a second. Last week we started, a, a, again, our Sunday school class, and we decided to pray over, uh, I know Burton's class prays over um, prayer requests, and I just have to rejoice. We prayed over one situation and got a breakthrough this week. This week, had a medical issue, went and saw the doctor. The doctor says, if I didn't know he had it, I wouldn't have even known it, known, known it existed. Can anybody acknowledge that when we pray, God moves? What you're battling, if you're battling something at home, as we look at these seven issues that we go home and face, and there's probably more, but I think that this will encompass it, this fear and dread, this spirit of fear. You may be living under somebody that's, that's administering this, and you're living under a spirit of fear. You need to get free. The Word of God tells us that He has delivered these enemies to us. We just have to go conquer them. I want you to know that the Old Testament is still appropriate for today. God has given us the Old and the New Testament. He didn't undo the Old Testament when Jesus came. He gave us a better way with the new covenant of Jesus Christ, not having to have bulls and goats to be killed for us. We had the perfect lamb who was slain. 
that no longer does that have to be done any longer. Jesus doesn't have to be killed every time that we sin. Once and for all, he paid the price for us. But these things in the Old Testament, these enemies right here, I believe are real. An anger problem. Unfortunately, so many times when you try to minister to someone who has an anger problem, they'll never even acknowledge that something's wrong. And I believe that this um, enemy is passed from generation to generation. Your dad had an anger problem. His dad had an anger problem. His dad had an anger problem. Do you know that generational, um, I want to say curses, but generational um, things are passed down? Any of you pick up stuff that your parents did you wished you didn't, but you do? I have mannerisms. I have things that I've tried to shake my whole life, but I can't. Because my dad is in me. I'm a part of him. I can't undo that. I can't take the DNA out. And some things need to be broke. Some of you sit here with a dad that died at 50-something years old, and his dad died at 50-something years old, and his dad died at 50-something years old because of heart issues or because of cancer or because of maybe mental illness or, you know, these things that you just see it. You're just waiting. I'm just waiting for my ticket to come up. No, put an end to it. Break that curse. Jesus came to be the curse. There is no reason why if your dad and his dad and his dad all died at a certain age that you will too. You must break that by the power of Jesus Christ, by the blood of Jesus, by the Spirit of God. So if you've got this enemy sitting at home, it's time to address it. It's time to fight against it. We fight against it by the Word of God, by the Spirit of God, and by the body of Christ. You know, if you get plugged into the body of Christ and you have an outburst, somebody's going to say something to you. Hey, chill. Maybe there's a problem. You know what? That may be why you won't connect. Because I will tell you, the Spirit of God, the Word of God, and the body of Christ will begin to help you. And sometimes help hurts. I uh, walked through a thing with a, uh, a situation last night where this person doesn't want help. What do you do? You desire to help. You're bleeding. You're hurting for them, and they don't want help. You've got to want help. So I want to encourage you as we face these enemies. This is the first one. The next few weeks, I'm going to go quickly through these. But if you're dealing with an anger issue, ask for help. Seek the Word of God. Ask the Holy Spirit and ask the body. Ask the body. Ask another believer. I don't want you to raise your hand, but there are people out here in this congregation today that have had breakthrough with their anger. I'm one of them. I said, don't raise your hand. Okay, raise your hand. Anybody had breakthrough with anger? Look at that. Take that, Satan. So if you're still struggling with it, there's hope. The song we sang, Jesus Messiah, all our hope is in him. You're coming in here with no hope. Maybe you're a spouse who's under that spirit. I want you to know there's hope. It's time to get in the word, get in the spirit, and get in the body. I want to encourage you on Wednesday nights to these meals. Something that you don't see is this message and this word that's being given and this interaction that we're having. It's growing. We filled up the back children's church room, but I don't want to move it because it feels so fun being full in there. 
It's incredible. Jeff Plant's been given a message, been given a message about your talents and your gifts and your spiritual gifts and the characteristics of a, of a Christian and the characteristics of God. And man, it's uh, impacting. Come, connect, get in the Word, get in the Spirit. I want to just encourage you. If you've got a problem with the Hittite, ask for help. Elizabeth and I will be here after. Pastor Justin will be here after. We've got deacons and people. Just ask somebody next to you. Hey, have you ever had a problem with this? I would almost guarantee the answer is yes. Because everybody, once we get saved, have these enemies that we've got to face. Amen. We all stand up with me and I'm going to pray over you.